Uh, sorry, I'm very unprepared. The the splinter fucking threw me for a loop. Is, is it in your hand or what? Oh yeah, it's in my hand for sure. Are you recording? I'm now recording, yeah. Okay. So was it like a banister or were you banister. sliding across a floor? Dude, you sound like the voice of God. Seriously, what do you, uh, do you have an echo effect on? Oh, it's my end. Hold on. Let me figure this out. I can Dude, figure this out. Come on, I got man. It. Try now. How's it sound now? It sounds amazing. You no longer sound like God. I was going to say, I, I don't know what it could possibly be. I'm pretty batting down here. I don't have a... For real, Mars? I don't have a... I don't have like a... So I started using this this um, like equalizer, basically this digital equalizer on the computer, right? And, and I'm not used to it yet. It's like the the place where I have to switch the inputs, um, well, the outputs, and to just give you an example of how unused to it I am, I just tried to call you on Skype and it was playing like through the subwoofer like uh, like I was bumping to the Skype music. Nice. It's a catchy jingle. It was like was it set to like house or something cuz what the fuck. Um so All right, I got to yell at my dog. Arcy, go lay down. Go lay down. Thank you. Good girl. Okay. So I just did like the couple things quick and like I I tossed some logs in the oven and usually I like throw gloves on to do that. But I'm sorry, did you say on, oven? I might have said oven. I didn't mean oven, I mean wood stove. Okay. So you have a wood I stove. stove. I, I, I've never, I've never been in your house. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you're working with over there. You have oh, a yeah. wood stove. It's a wood stove. Yeah, it's great. To to heat the house, like a furnace place or a fireplace or what? Yeah, wood stove okay. heats the house. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like I didn't know fully. If, I didn't know if you were putting a kettle on or something like yeah, like a a a wanderer, a drifter came by and you had to make some tea for them. No, I would use the electric kettle for that. <laughs> Okay, so you can have electricity, but you also have a wood stove. Yeah, I don't, I don't live in a yurt. I yeah, um, yeah. The house is very. I, I don't know what to say about the house. The house is very nice. I think. Um, you know, your idea of taking this off while on air, although flawed, it's still in there or what? Oh, I just got it out. Thank you for listening to 2928. We are a semi-weekly podcast presented by two friends. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can find us at 2928.digital, which is where you'll find our entire back catalog of episodes. If you would like to get in touch, you can email us at 2928.digital at gmail. You can follow us on your preferred socials, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Please tell a friend, and if you enjoy what you hear, take the time to rate and review. It helps us find new listeners. And once again, thank you for listening. Enjoy the show.
yeah um funny enough you say that i i'm not getting up to get it but i use i use moonshine for that all of that disinfectant stuff i use moonshine neosporin doesn't doesn't come in handy I mean, I'm sure the Neosporin or the Bectine or whatever you want to use will come in handy. I just don't use it. I use, I literally use like my moonshine as a disinfectant because I have like, you know, a couple flasks of it here and there. Okay. <laughs> from, are you going to cauterize it with, with your, from like a poker in your wood stove? Are you going to burn the flesh so it seals up so it stops bleeding? No, I'm just going to let it bleed. It's fine. It's not that big of a hole. Okay. I'm just trying to go through frontier medicine with uh, with you. It's not – I'm not that primitive here. You, you'll you like it when you come. The internet's horrible, but you'll like it. Well, I mean, the internet's horrible everywhere. You can't do anything about that. No, the internet's really bad here. Like, really bad. Oh, you mean, like, service-wise. I just thought – I meant as an idea. <laughs> Oh. As, as an execution oh no the internet's a horrible place is that what you mean yeah 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 that's what I, that's what i was getting at yeah it's bad i, I don't recommend it i mean like hindsight so oof. so you're not gonna lose your hand you're all good I, yeah i should have yeah i can't believe i just removed it here and i i did all the groundwork What's so your, it was just it was it was just a splinter from a, a log, yeah. Yeah, but it was okay. It's like, mm, let me see. It's like a. It's like a sixteenth of an inch. Hmm. Okay. And it's, one it's time, like, yeah. one time I got up out of bed. And I put my foot down, my full weight on, and felt the worst pain in my foot I've I think I've I've ever felt. And I fell to my knees and I rolled onto my back and I tried to see what was on in my foot and I was yelling at, you know, my now wife. I, when this was when we first started dating, and I was yelling at her to like look at my foot, like something's something's stuck in me. Like I had no idea what it could possibly be. And it was one of her earrings. Now, I don't know how much you know about earrings. I don't really know that much about them until this happened. They're not sharp. It's blunt. That's true. And my feet are pretty... Like, I walk around barefoot most of the time. My feet are pretty well, like, worn and calloused on the bottom. Like, they're tough. Mm. So I stepped perfectly on this thing to not break it but that allowed it to push through my calluses and into my foot. <laughs> what part of the foot? Um, right past the arch towards the heel. Oh! Yeah. Um, it was... Mm, okay, that's a it bad It was part. very painful. It was, mm. it was like... It, I don't even know how to describe it because it wasn't like I've, I've been poked by like thumbtacks or like an errant needle or, or like a, like a, you know, a, a splinter like you are talking about. But this was like not sharp. It's just like, all right, I'm just going to break the skin and pass into it. And it, it, I still feel it to this day. It's really, it oh. was, it was like nothing that I've ever had injured me before. 
I could be wrong about this, but I feel like there's something to do with like how your brain reacts to the parts that are less sensitive anyway. So like, you know, that age old uh, idea of you could use one, two or three fingers and press on someone's like neck and they wouldn't know if it was one, two or three fingers, but um, like on the back of your neck, let's say. Right. But like you're so used to the sensitivity and like perceptiveness of like your lips, your tongue, your fingertips and all of that, that that is how you perceive, I guess, sensory sort of things. Um, and you oh, yeah, know, it's probably, it's probably how they evolved to have more sensation in them than something like the back of your neck. Like that doesn't come into contact with a lot of stuff. So it doesn't need to identify as accurately as say your hands or your feet or your mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, um, I just have to look at my monitor to make sure I'm recording. I, I always freak out that I'm not. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like that part of your foot, you are like, your brain's telling you like, oh no, this is bad. You know? Yeah. So I think maybe it hurts more because of its location. Well, I mean, you it's know, also it's like, I, when you think about it, you don't tiptoe around cautiously and whatnot. Most of the time when you're getting out of bed or stepping out of a chair, you're going full weight on your feet in one fluid motion. So by the time I put my feet down to the time I reacted, I was like, I was already like my next step ahead, you know? Ugh. So by the That's time I, I like crumpled to the ground, it was, it was like, I, there was no turning back. I, I wasn't like I poked it and then pulled my foot away. I went straight down onto it. So when I was, I don't know how old I was. It was, I was under 10 so like eight or nine i was playing in the backyard um of our old house the yellow house and there was all sorts of like it, i don't know how to describe it's it like the town square there like the it's like one square block of this town is like the main part of the town where like most of the houses are and like you know you've been to morrisville it's really small um and it's this it was kind of a dumping ground really it's just like you know 200 years worth of like garbage you know but buried underground so it wasn't like uncommon to find like really old stuff from like 100 years ago just buried like old broken glass and stuff so we were really careful um But there were these, there were like boards with like nails in them and all sorts of stuff. Really, like in retrospect, it was like, it's kind of amazing we didn't really like hurt ourselves a lot more thinking about it now. This um, is the town yeah. square? I said town square, but not even close to what I mean. Like, <laughs> the town square is a garbage dump. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you guys are just like, built on a failed civilization from the past you're like all right well we'll just build it on the ruins that's what always happens but um 
it's hard to explain. You come into town, there's like one main strip, right? So Route 20 is the one main road. And there's kind of like, because of the geology, um, geology, because of the geography, fucking I'm on point tonight, because of like the way the hills are set up and all that shit, you really kind of only have one little piece to work with, you know, for settlement. So you come down the big hill. There's one road on the right that goes out into the countryside. You keep coming down. And then, like, most of the, the town, you know, I'm driving east to west coming into town. Most of the town is built on, like, the south, the south of the road, more or less. And the... You know, you're you don't even drive a mile and you're out of the town. It's small town, right? But mm-hmm. there's one big square block that's like you pass one main block and then even all the other blocks are just like much smaller. They're not like a full size city block. But like we have one kind of big full size block. And I lived on that full size block. So I'm talking about the adjoining backyards essentially you know it's like all these i don't know how many houses like 30 houses or something i don't i guess i could count them but anyway all these houses share this kind of one big lot in the back and everyone knows where their property is and their trees and all this shit but it's also like kind of the only convenient place to have like put all your trash in the old days and the town was settled in the 1700s. So it's like, you know. Anyway, one day I'm back there and I'm like jumping around on some boards and like some old wood or something. And there are some nails sticking up and I see them. And I'm walking on like a board that's next to these nails st- standing up and that board breaks and I fall with my weight onto one big nail just that's sticking up out of a board. Ugh. It punctures right through my shoe and into my foot. Ugh. And I, like, fall down, look at it, pull it straight out, and then, like, immediately, like, start limping to my house. <laughs> like... Just, oh my god and, and i'm not close like i'm not far but i'm not like i'm like maybe i don't know like seven houses away or something so I'm not like convenient kinda, distance for having an open wound on your foot right so i'm just kind of like <laughs> limping 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 myself there and just trying to get fucking home um and then i just remember it wasn't like incredibly traumatizing um, I had a few falls that like where I got like rocks in my hand and shit that were a little bit more traumatizing. Um, right. When I was younger than Yeah, but that's such like that's such a powerful uh and relatable accident and and like image too. Like even if you haven't stepped on a nail, no, the nail. Oh. oh even gosh. if you haven't stepped on a nail before, you've seen like Home Alone and that sh- like when he when Marv steps on the nail, it's like you can feel mm-hmm. it, even though it's played for comedy. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just like the idea. Like you can, I don't know. Mo- I, I think I think that's a pretty uh, 
one common injury, but two, it's very relatable, I think. It's not too unique that people aren't going to be able to empathize with it, you know? Yeah, totally. It's it's a... I mean, it's it's one of those weird things. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I thought about it, but... So, did you have to go to the doctor, the hospital, anything like that? Hell no. We never did shit like that. I you didn't, Did you get, get a tetanus shot or anything like that? I'm thinking I must have, but I don't remember it. And my parents... I don't want to say my parents were, like, anti-vaxxers, but, like... I didn't get a lot of vaccines. I got like the important ones and that was kind of it. Well, I mean, I think tetanus is an important one when you're, especially when you're growing up. I think it's pretty common for kids. So you might've, since you weren't even 10 years, yeah, since you weren't even 10 years old, it was probably still good. Yeah. I mean, I only got my, my like most recent tetanus shot. Like I went like way too long without getting one. Um, when was the last time you got one? I don't know. Do they last ten years? I think it. I think it, it's a ten year, ten year vaccine. So I might be due for. It. Oh no, I might have gotten it before. I. I don't know. I don't think it, they were required to go to Belize. Hmm. So, but I. But I think I did get it. Probably in twenty sixteen, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to check. It's one of those things that like. The last time I got it, I was, it's so funny in hindsight, like what you're annoyed at and what you shouldn't be ever annoyed at ever. And it's like, I know I bitched the entire day about not being able to lift stuff up because the my arm was so sore from it, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really strange that that shot gave me such, like such crazy soreness in my arm, but it was gone in 24 hours. So it's just like, whatever, it's bitching about nothing. And it's like, now I have a, a an actual shoulder injury, and I don't bitch at all about it because I'm just pissed off that it happened at all. You have a shoulder so, injury now? Yeah. Back in, like, October, I fucked up my shoulder. And it was getting better. And I thought it was better. And then I re-injured it. And it's, like, one of those things that, like, a re-injury is, like, not even just, it's, like, probable. It's like the chances that it will happen are high because you're already like susceptible to that injury because you've been pre-injured and you may not be fully healed. So, you know, I suppose I could go to like physical therapy or something and have them try to fix it or whatever, but I think it's a rotator cuff injury. So. So it's a repetitive injury or it was a, it was a trauma. I was, it's, it's going to sound so pathetic. I was moving, I don't know, put your arm up in the air okay. at like a, at like a 45 degree angle. 45 and then degree like, from my body? From your body, like, like a, you know, like a Hitler move. Like a what now? Uh, I, <laughs> like a Hitler move. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Make a fist, and so it's like a, a black str- power. Okay, fine, black power. So there's a string up in the air, and you're pulling it, right? But, oh, so it's like a, it's like a, a, a baton leader for a marching band. Yes, exactly. Okay. But you're there. pulling left to right, right? Or if you're putting your right arm up in the air, which it was my left arm, but if you're putting your right arm in the air, the motion is left to right and down. 
And so what I did was I tightened something with that motion at a 45 degree angle from the thing that I was tightening instead of going behind so that I had a straight on thing so I could just pull it in towards myself. Mm -hmm. And because I put all of that tightening power into my shoulder and my tendons, I heard a little tear in the top of my shoulder. So it's like I was putting, you know, my my stress of what I was pulling and tightening on like ligaments instead of putting it on like the actual muscle or anything. So how how old or tight was the thing that you were turning? It's brand new, so that was the other problem. It was like stiff. I don't know, man. You're you're younger than me. You shouldn't be falling apart like that. No, I agree. I think it's bullshit. And so that's why I was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. And it was fine and it was getting better. And it goes kind of in and out of getting better and worse. But like, um, like if I go a whole day and I'm like lifting shit for a whole day, it's like, it'll hurt by the end of the night. So I'm sure it'll repair itself at some point or like I will have to go to a doctor and have it looked at, but it's not the biggest of deals, but it's annoying. Definitely. Do you take any, like, vitamins or anything like that? Any fish oil or magnesium or glucosamine no. or anything like that? No. Okay. I wasn't, wasn't ever really big on, like, you know, GNC. Well, no, but, I mean, it's there's there's stuff that's proven to help with joint and inflammation and, and stuff like that, and it's, you know, you just get it at the grocery store. It's... All right, so I should Google what compounds should i take for um know, supplements uh, for inflammation or you know joint stress yeah i'm pretty it's sure the, i'm pretty sure it's, it's like the, the three joint. That, okay it's not the it's not the joint it's like the ligaments on top of the shoulder okay so it's not like it's not like i have like i don't have bad knees and i don't have like you know but it's like right on top of the shoulder and this is my my bad clavicle side too, but like, yeah, it's not far from my clavicle. That's the thing that's kind of crazy to me. So it's like just behind the clavicle, but if I push down on it, it's like like I can feel where it's bad, but it does not hurt. If that makes sense. Um. But it's just like some movements and then specifically like moving my arm up all the way. Like if I move my arm up all the way and my shoulders look at like extended up, then I, then it kind of hurts a little. I can feel it. It's hard to, hard to describe. I'm pretty sure it's a rotator cuff injury. I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I also don't go to the doctors because fucking who has time for that? Also COVID. Yeah, I gotta like I go in bursts. I'll get really about it, and then I'll try to see all my doctors or dentists all in the same you know window, and then I'll lax and everything. So it's probably about time that I get back in there. Yeah, I, mean, I always I always want to get in better shape before I go to the doctor. Oh my I god, always, me too. I always wanna I always wanna I always wanna floss more so my gums don't bleed before I go to the dentist. Although this past year I've been really good about flossing. But it's like just something like I always want to get that upkeep over. So when you're there, it's like, you know, 
you don't have you don't have to deal with them. <laughs> no, totally. That's I mean I'm a I think I'm a hundred percent the same thing. You know, it's like uh, as long I feel like as long as it's an improvement over last time, then it's like you know what they remember of you. You like have an image of what they think about you, mm-hmm. and then you go in the next time and you're like you can be built up on that. You could be proud and be like, you know, like I, I almost want to go see my doctor just so, you know, he can be like, you still drinking and be like, Nope. <laughs> and you'd be like, Oh really? And be like, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's just competitive Lent. Um, He'll probably but, just put uh, down in your, in your book that like, he says he's not drinking. I think he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah dude the not drinking thing for um i was talking to someone about this recently but like the 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 not drinking thing past the window of lent like the 40 days yeah that's different and i mean like it must be good for you because there's part of the like what it's so it's kind of on the we're like a third the way into march i stopped drinking the first week of january so it's been two months and it's like there's something weird about it that's like there are all these things that like i you know, oh man, it's so weird to describe this, but like I attributed to like, oh, that's probably not from the drinking or like whatever, but there's like a lot of stuff that like I feel better about. Like there's just stuff about my body and the way my body responds to stuff. And like now that I'm where I am now, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I actually probably shouldn't drink at all ever because, you know, there are some effects that like, take their toll on your body oh absolutely (laughs) and and it's like hard to have that perspective when you're just doing like 40 days here and 40 days there and you're like whatever i know i could do 40 days that's easy but then there's like another aspect to it of like also since i didn't do january and i did that alone like we didn't talk about it right i didn't say that i was gonna you know what i mean that's the first time i've done that I just felt like I had to, and then I did February, and then obviously Lent starts in February, and I didn't drink in the window of, like, January's over, February begins, and Lent began, like, the 14th of February or something. So I didn't drink for those days either, but I also didn't feel like I needed to, and I just, like, thought it would be, like, a better a better and bigger challenge to, like, not fill that space up and start over, and it's also easier to have not done that, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, because you don't like. I mean, you're already cruising. Like once you get past those those that first week, those first two weeks, at, at any point, then it becomes like you're you're closer to the end than you are from when when you quit. So if you had jumped back in in February, you'd be starting at zero again. And it's not just right. like a physical thing where like your body's used to it or anything like that. It's then like a mental thing. It's like, you know, you just start, you're like, well, I had one last night. I can have one now. You know, it, it just, it's, 
yeah, it's probably it's addiction. People probably say it's like an addiction, a mental addiction, and things like that. But it's also just routine um, and routine. Like yeah, that's what I and exactly. Yes, you know, you get into like that's that's the whole thing of like why I love to drink. Like it's great because it's like it it's like not that it's something to do passes the time, but kind of it's like it's a thing that you can do while enjoying a baseball game or enjoy you know what i mean or like well, yeah it's a it's, it's a thing that you can do when you can't leave the house either i mean it's <sighs> right it's like hey we, we we're not going anywhere we're not driving anywhere it's you know we're gonna be sitting on the couch and just you know binging some dumb show i will drink while i cook dinner or something like that you know exactly um but yeah when it, like when i when before the wedding last year when I was on my, like, I think it was like three months streak or whatever like that. It was like, I didn't even think about it after, after those, that first month or something like that. It's right. like, I had got, I'd gotten to a point where my new routine kept me busy and occupied the, the whole time. Um, so hmm. yeah, we'll see how, how Lent proceeds and whatnot. But I mean, I don't, it's, that's kind of where I had that point of clarity last year was like, I don't think this is going to be like a long term, like it, it, it can't sustain, you know, drinking mm-hmm. like you're like we're 22 or something like that. It's like it, it's diminishing totally. returns at that point. So totally. But it's also like not like it's like a it's like it's like partially a self-medicating thing, but it's also partially like the repetition itself is what is like you're longing for. Like the, 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 I mean, I guess I, I had said it before. The routine of it is like the part that's like calming. And if you replace that routine with something else, like, I mean, I drink a lot of seltzer now, um, which is another hilarious thing. Cause I'm pretty sure when we started this show four years ago or whatever, I didn't drink seltzer at all and I hated it. And, now yeah, I think I think, I think you're on cast saying you hate it. Yeah, I used to hate. I used to a hundred percent. We should. I'll I'll find it. Make a listener I, find it. But I've I've always I've always loved seltzer even before like Lacroix was a thing. I, I like I like back when when Guiley got skinny back at, in Apple days and stuff like that. I really liked was a polar seltzer or whatever like it is out out by us. Yeah. So, do you um, not have polar out there? I see it. But it's not as readily available as LaCroix. Interesting. So LaCroix but, is just like your main. I like, yeah, I, I like LaCroix, but like, uh, I, at least this past year too, whenever I, I go off booze, it's, I always like, uh, iced tea. I just get like big jugs of iced tea, unsweetened iced tea. And that's interesting. Pour it over some ice and it's, yeah. Huh. Big jugs of iced tea. Yeah, we've been experimenting with different types of seltzery beverages that are like, I don't know, not necessarily seltzer because they like have less carbonation and some of them have like real fruit juice in them, but they're still like almost all zero carbs or something or whatever, zero, all zero calories. It's very weird. I don't, I don't know how they're doing. They're doing like new infusion technologies and shit. Um, it's, probably, it's probably the same old racket. They're just new, new, uh, new marketing. 
I guess it does taste different. And I will say also like, um, part of the interesting thing when you learn about something new is the nuance that exists within it. So like I hated seltzer. I would never touch seltzer before. And it, like I drank soda and I liked soda and for the most part while I'm doing the no beer and no alcohol thing I'm also trying to really like keep any sort of high carbonated beverage like that that has calories to like a huge minimum mm-hmm. um because like I don't know I grew up with a father who loves his sweet coke and that's like you know that's what it is so yeah, I mean, I, I, I quit soda back way back when, um, about the time that I was really getting into polar seltzer. And I've, like, I'll have like i go back occasionally. I'll have like a ginger ale or something like that. But right. I, can't, I, can't, I can't drink it like I, 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 I used to be able to drink it when I was uh, you know in college or whatever like that. It's just like it's all so sweet and saccharine and just coats your teeth. But That's when you're so sick, funny. when you're sick or when like – you know, you're not feeling great, or sometimes when it's hot out, it's it's nice to have something that's just got some sugar to it too. Yeah, I I'm actually drinking a soda right now because that's like the, the I felt like I should have a treat if we were gonna do this, and I knew we were gonna do this. Well, you um, you, you got you got injured and you needed a treat because you had, you pulled a splinter and you were you know you were really good. Oh yeah, but you got your splinter I'm, out. <laughs> I made the decision way before the fucking splinter happened, but um. I'm drinking a blueberry soda. That sounds like a waste of a treat, man. A blueberry soda? <laughs> what is that hippie shit? It's so good though. I like sometimes you like experimenting with like the the like homemade sodas that are like local and shit. Yeah. And uh, this one's really good. Like Yeah, I always I'm I'll s- always go for a ginger or a root or like a um uh, like a, like a black cherry or something that they have it, you know, if like black those small cherry. batch ones. Yeah, black cherry doesn't sound good, but blueberry. You're drinking blueberry, good. man. You can't you can't judge Dude, soda. You're drinking blueberry soda. Delicious. It sounds it sounds again. made up. It sounds like it's a cartoon soda or something. That's like from that. Maine. Everything in Maine is blueberry. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So is that where that book know, is from? Isn't there like a kid's book about blueberries? Blueberries for sale? Yeah. How did you remember that book? I remember that book cover. Is that from Maine? (laughs) Is the book from Maine? Is the book writer from Maine? We can look it up. The author? Is the author from Maine? (laughs) I think that's really the question. We can just call it book writer? I've never met a world famous book writer before. <laughs> uh, Blueberries for Sal by Robert McCloskey. Robert McCloskey, born in Hamilton, Ohio. Died. Oh, you did it. He died in Deer Isle, Maine. Get the fuck out. You did it. <laughs> you fucking did it. That's epic. What year is the book? The book is 48. So, um, 14, 24, 34, 44, 54. So he was like in his 30s. He was our age when he wrote Blueberries for Sal. He was in between your age and my age. 
and he lived on fucking Deer Isle, which I've been to. Um, which is if you it's like right next to Acadia. Um if you've ever been to Acadia National Park. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. It's fucking the best. Um I can't believe you did that. Is that, that where was, that book's from? I, I, I mean, we 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 stated the fact that everything from Maine is blueberries, so it's, it's true, not a though. far walk. I know, but it's kind of amazing. <laughs> um, oh my god, I hate that book too. I don't remember anything about it except the cover. Oh, uh, do you want me to tell it to you? No. <laughs> 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 all right this is hilarious i love when we do this it was just like i have things that i want to talk to you about and then we're like 30 minutes in <laughs> and we haven't even talked about any of those things yeah man i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've realized that i come across things you know online or on news and whatever things i hear things that people talk about and i hear them and i think oh this will this will be a good topic for us to talk about on podcast but i never investigate them any further so it's literally like i just have clickbait headlines in my head and like <laughs> you know just like the log line for a, a youtube video that i never watched and <laughs> And I start realizing, like, I do not have the information to talk about this. <laughs> but you should bring them up anyway, because you, you never know when the stuff's, like, where the stuff's going to take you. Like, there have been right. so many times that I've brought up stuff, and it's like, I thought we were going to talk about it for, like, one of my favorites is there was something that I, I, like, wrote, like, a paragraph about. And then I asked you the question, and you go, nope. And you did not elaborate, and I was like, wow, I thought that was good. And I was like, all right, next thing. And then I thought, like, maybe I'll come back to it. Nope. You were like, no. Like, and the way you answered it, it was just like, that's a stupid question. And I'm like, we're not getting into that. Um, <laughs> um, you also, when when we're doing the edit down for the previous shows, sometimes I'll feel like, I have follow-up for the next episode, but then sometimes I feel like it just doesn't fucking matter because it's like it ends up being two episodes ago that I even comment on it. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely. Like, I've been listening down to, the, like, the last one episode that we're breaking to two, and, like, I'm like, there's so much that I wish I could either... Annotate. Like, annotate or elaborate <laughs> on for you or... Yeah. Or, like... I don't know. Especially the, the second half of the last episode, I feel like we we're both kind of missing points that we were trying to make and we just kind of settled somewhere around each other and continued on. Oh, so it's so frustrating. A... It's, it's so frustrating. Cause it's like, why didn't I say the thing that was in my head? Like that was very, that was like, that would have made a difference. The other thing that's really funny this is like, we're talking meta about listening to ourselves. I don't know what it was, but I listened to you for some reason i listened to okay you tell me a thing oh it was the thing when you were explaining the edit and how you fucked the edit right yeah right. yeah from and the scratch two, disc three and all episodes this ago now yeah, yeah okay 
so I listened to so I listened to you tell it to me live. I didn't understand it at all, apparently. And I still responded like coherently somehow. I listened to it again while I was doing the notes. I understood it a little bit more. And then by the time, and I don't know if it's just like that I'm an airhead, but I think that's mostly it. And then the third time I listened to it after the show is live, I was like, oh, that's what happened. Like, I mean, I maybe, it, maybe it's <laughs> when you are on the show, right? When we're talking, maybe you're focusing on listening to the topics, but you're not retaining anything necessarily because you're already, uh, you've already formulated what you want to speak on. So you're more focused on what, what you're going to say or the topics that you're going to do on the show. And then maybe. when you're listening for notes, you're paying attention for audio problems or just basic subject matter. You're, you're, again, you're not retaining anything. You're just viewing it from a you know, scientific standpoint. But then mm-hmm. when you're listening to it back, once what's the final product and it's posted, you're actually digesting the, the, the content right. of it. I'm trying to enjoy the show. I'd say that the last bit, that last thing you said is actually extremely true, but I don't know what's happening the first or the second time <laughs> at all. Like, I have no fucking idea. But the fact that I am trying to, like, enjoy the show or just listen to it without any critiques or without anything, because it's like, the best part about that is it's it's done. It's in the ether. We did it. And, you know, you're just on to the next thing, which is, like, the whole point of that, that, that segment you had where you're explaining the edit. Um, <laughs> dude um we didn't so the follow-up that i cared about was that on uh whatever the cleveland baseball team as they should be known as from now on they haven't yet changed their name but you sent me the article from december of 2020 that stated that they were gonna start phasing out all of that and including the name right and they're so, supposed to do that by 2022 or something like that because they made right. up something about, you know, merchandising and branding and all that, which is just them dragging their feet. So I'm sure oh. if it comes to 2022 and people are upset about things other than uh, racism, uh, they'll they'll totally change their tune or just ignore it. But I don't think they'll ignore it. I think they'll hold they'll hold steady. But I think that it's one of those things like you're you're doing it almost for the fans more than anything like you're trying to um like uh, like you're not not like you're uninformed or like redneck fans but i guess to some extent yes um but your fan base that feels loyal to like the nostalgia is like they don't want to break up with that because it's change and change is scary and no one likes to change right and it's like everyone just wants their especially their baseball team and their football team and all that shit they just want that shit to always be the same right right well it's part of the joy it's it's the same thing we were talking about with history hoarders and it's the same thing that we're talking about about routine with with drinking it is it's the comfort in knowing that it's there, you know, and you remember things fondly as a child and, and just change and no one likes change. It is. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's true. And sports, I think play like an even, uh, 
deeper role though like professional sports end up being this like this constant you know even though they are completely and always in flux because it changes so slowly generally you don't notice and you know like a team doesn't change wholesale you know year to year um you gain and lose players and even the big things like you know john Tavares signing with toronto and leaving the islanders even those big moves even though they feel like milestones sometimes those are overshadowed by how the team does and how the team performs so i think having something like that to grasp onto as like for all of life right there's something a little different about that i mean yes it's a routine and yes to all those other things but there's something different about that that nostalgia and that feeling you know what i mean like i have distinct memories of like you know being a young kid watching hockey with my dad like you know and it's like we're still doing the same thing just as much older uh, humans like i mean my dad will text me did you see that save like that's a cra- like like he's sitting next to me on the couch right it's like did you see that save yeah of course it, it was crazy you know did you did you see that goal it was like the goal of the year absolutely it was the goal of the year it's fucking insane he shot the fucking puck between his legs like stuff like that so i understand i think the cleveland indians wanting to distance themselves from that name and all that stuff but they also have to like you know they don't want to piss off you know all of cleveland because cleveland already kind of doesn't have great sports stuff going on i guess you know what i mean well i mean the browns I, they, mm-hmm. they made it the, they had their best season in a while this past that's season true. They, that's true they, 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 they won totally the uh the nba title a few years ago with lebron right hmm so they're probably still living on that high. The Cavs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. For a for a nothing town that's a total has been town. Yeah, it's not a bad place. It's actually really pretty. Um But it is it does seem like a like a like Detroit in a way, like a kind of dying city town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well like yeah, they, I mean it's 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 basically part of a, the rust belt, isn't it? it's in that vicinity yeah totally there are a lot of companies that are coming back that are bringing you know that are doing stuff in those areas again and i like that a lot of those you know like the electric car startups are doing things out of michigan like doing things out of detroit proper and like trying to do auto city right you know i feel like that's kind of a cool not necessarily like homage or like it's just like a cool thing because well, it yeah, worked well, it worked well because once. Be, it's it's also a very nice marketing thing too because nothing in that mm. sector in the car sector there's still this major reverence for you know Detroit Motor City it, even though mm-hmm. it hasn't been what it is for the past 30 to 50 years you know yeah, totally. So, yeah. it the idea, the ghosts of that are still 
strong enough that it, it works in a really good way for the marketing campaign. And I, I mean, you got to imagine that a lot of the factory real estate and infrastructure and people who are looking for jobs and whatnot, it's got all, all of that at, at the ready at the most part, you know? Mm-hmm. What do you reckon the year was like that we lost all of the like, like if you were just to just guess it as a not car guy, what would you say the year was that like, cause I, I was just thinking like from this, like, as you were saying that I was pond- that I was we, what, of, that we lost our dominance in it or no. Um, yeah, that has something to do with it. But like, what was the, what's the like year or like group of years that you think of that like, the that like motor city you know motor city lost its like charisma and like lost its like its vibe and it went from you know uh, beautiful showrooms of like brilliant design that is like second to nothing in the world you know which i do believe it once was you know um to like the has-been and the monotony and like the boring design and like moving on to you know just kind of crap i think it probably moved from like the the cracks in the veneer probably started showing around like 78 Mm -hmm. maybe like a case could be made for earlier, but I think that they were probably still putting a lot of money because they had a lot of money all around. They were putting a lot of money into that, that, you know, the showrooms that you were talking about and the marketing and the lifestyle and all of that. But then through the, then through the eighties, by the time, like before the nineties, like by the time like 89 came around or whatever like that, it was clearly dead. So I think that decade you definitely see them not seeing the writing on the wall with the uh, things like uh, uh, the gas crisis and mm-hmm. the introduction of Japanese economy cars and whatnot and mm-hmm. refusing to to adapt to this new environment and stuff. And then you see them rushing to try to find a place in that market once it gets saturated by all the Japanese cars. Totally. And then by the, oh. by the time they were pl- trying to play catch up on all of that, it's like easily 15 years before anything worth talking about happens you know everything just looked like a fucking taurus or a lebaron for for 15 years right um i'm not gonna google it yet but do you know when the first gas crisis was i want i want to say it was around around about 78 maybe maybe 76 i thought it was earlier than that and 72 here's the thing so that you just said the year 72 is the year in my mind that i think is like the beginning of the end and i have a couple reasons for this but like 72 you still have beautiful design i think until like 73 74 but 72 seems to be like this kind of turning point year where I feel like I lose a lot of the through design from like the back and forth. Like sometimes they were 
doing like thematic th things and like building on their brand and stuff like that and at some point that kind of goes away and it all becomes like homogenized you know and i think everything becomes like super homogenous by like 75 76 and i guess i will look it up right now so the first 1973 world... was the oil crack crisis oh so you looked it up and so that's why you said 72 and that's like it's it's no surprise that 73 was the first one because that's what like in my mind and i think you're right by 77 78 i think it's over i mean i think they're really starting to lose ground at this point and i also am trying to like push this idea of like when was the first real honda civic it's like in my mind it's like 73 as like i'm thinking about honda civics I, mean, I think it was it was probably there before but it was. nobody really or nobody noted it because they didn't really value gas mileage at that point a hundred percent and it was a hundred percent there already but what's the first year that it has a significant impact and the bug was there all along and the bug was there for you know the the people with the big v8s to make fun of and the people who were poor to have like really like nice economical you know um transportation and you know a car that was pretty reliable and they could fix it really easily 1972 and... was the first civic right okay so so that's the that's the other thing that feels right about that era right and so the number what i was thinking of when i was trying to put like trying to present that question to you was 72 okay and so all of those things happen at once for me because i'm trying to think what's the last beautiful american car to me from that sort of design standpoint and i think it's the plymouth duster but that's just my opinion Okay, I'm not like, you know, and Plymouth was their whole line of cars in 72. More or less, they were pretty nice looking. But as you go on, the cars start to become really bloated and like, it's like nothing's being designed from scratch for aesthetics anymore. It's all sort of a different thing happening. You know, you start to get the, I don't know when the first uh, cars came like were um you know, the are you talking about the are you talking about the trail duster or the duster just the duster like a 71 72 duster like that's like kind of the last really it's almost like to me it's like one of the last muscle cars almost like the roadrunner they're all that era the early 70s but like the the cuda but it's all Plymouth, you know, and that's like, I feel like, for me at least, and I feel like that's sort of significant. And then you had like all the, you know, Ford I mean, 1974, also... you see your first Voyager, Grand Voyager, which I didn't, I did not know the minivan was, was that old. I thought that was a 1980s invention. No, yeah. But definitely... looking, looking, looking yeah. at a 1974 Voyager, it looks like nothing changed for like 30 years that's amazing 
Yeah, right? Why like, even, even, because, like, all right, so I'm on the, the Plymouth Wiki, and I'm looking, <laughs> and it, it's around those years, it's right after that is, like, a Grand Fury and a Valere. And a Valere is kind of, it looks kind of like, like a fastback muscle car. And a Grand Fury looks like a boxy ass Oldsmobile. But so both of those look very much 60s, 70s or oriented. But the Voyager, in my mind, it looks like like a, a 1988 minivan. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> they. You're looking at the van, right? The Voyager's the van, the minivan. We're calling the I okay. Let's define van versus minivan. <laughs> this this is not like a like a you know a burnout rocker, fucking panel van. This is a fucking minivan. This is this is the Plymouth Voyager that my parents had in 1996, except 1974. All right, Plymouth Voyager. I, I just sent I sent you a picture. Okay, so I have to look at my texts. Grand Voyager. All right. Well, that's not a 1974 image, though. It's not that's an just... image, but but is it an image of a 1974 Voyager? No. Go to the go to the page of the Voyager specifically, and I, I'm I'm there. <laughs> yeah, and the right, and the top one is like the is the that's the one from like our child. Okay. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. So I thought they were ahead of the times on their their minivan design there. No. Yeah, no. It's just a full-size Voyager. Damn it. So the full-size Voyager is like uh, the, yeah, the 84 one's a classic. Meant, no. But it's a the full-size Voyager is a van. Now, the the thing about that car is that all the things you said are correct except for that laid the grounds for the van, right? Because Plymouth um, Ford and like whoever else, they were basically jealous of Volkswagen's market share of their like camper buses and stuff, right? And I think Ford kind of always had the Econoline van, but I don't think it was a crazy big seller. Um, and if it was, I think maybe the Econoline that was like, um, whatever you call it, that's like a fully enclosed there's like no windows like as a utility van i think that sold well but like the ones to carry families around in not so much i I just i i need to complain to wikipedia because this this whole layout they have on their plymouth page is is deceptive now it's bad yes they they put they put a picture they put the car name and then they put the car year yeah, so you're bad. expecting to see the car year referencing the picture that they're showing. Yes. It's very misleading. Totally. It's real bad. I have no idea what I'm looking at anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the the first generation of like the Voyager when you're talking about like that boxy one from the 80s like you know after the van you know, you get to the, you then go to the minivan that only has the one sliding door on the one side. And it's like, growing up, I, 
kind of knew that they were going to go to two sliding doors at some point because it's like, oh, let's hold out, guys. When can we innovate and add a second door? And it's I mean, like, that wasn't until like 2005 or something. Dude, it was like that's That was like Honda point. Odyssey or whatever. That's what the hell point. were they waiting for? Dude, it took forever. Because like, whatever, you don't need to. Oh, my God, you're right. The one that you were talking about didn't ha- it had only one side. What? Right. Oh my god. I forgot that. My neighbors had one. God, I hated it so bad. They also had a Chevy Lumina, which is also a a minivan that just like I always felt like we were in a fucking spaceship. Like the windshield was like in our face. Yeah, faces. really really bubbly and like wrap around right it's like the oakley of windshields yeah and it yeah oh and it's just like you're sitting in it and like the windshield's so close to your face because the rake on it is so crazy oh man remember that yeah man, having, it was like a having, bobsled this is the minivan episode um it's gonna happen to something <laughs> 